You are only ever allowed to touch, harm, hurt, and very, very possibly eat bad people, but never, ever harmless phosphorescence. Hello, everyone. This is Thoreau Smiley, and I'm quite a catch. Who's joining me this week? I'm Josh Cece, and you could always shed my carcass and throw it away for a new one. I'm Brian Lesh, and I'll be eating chocolate tater tots and a human head for this show. I fed the cat, but it's probably still going to bug me. I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> and this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's your superhero podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by patrons. We've got many different patron levels. You can be an executive producer like Michael Beck with Eraticus Burkett. It's easy. Just go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. Uh, it starts at a buck a month. We've got our monthly movies up there. Um, we've got Star Wars shows. We've got some holiday movie episodes. We've got a lot of music ones that we put out. Um, this month, we're going to be putting up our uh, Beastmaster episode. That's our monthly movie. Um, so, you know, head over, check it out. Patreon.com slash Harmless Entertainment. This week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are going to be watching... Venom. You should be extremely afraid. Thank you for bringing us collectively to this moment. It is a moment that so many have dreamed of claiming. History starts today. you work for is an evil person. I don't work for him. My firm works for him. Are you going to behave yourself tomorrow? I told you I'm going to do my job. I'm a reporter. I follow people that do not want to be followed. What about the allegations that you recruit the most vulnerable for tests that end up killing people? Your time to go. You're finished, Mr. Brock. Is that a threat? You had to learn how to hide in plain sight. I'm pretty good at it. But you, you suck. Whoever you are. I work at the Life Foundation, and I need your help. We found something. We call them symbiotes. Carlton Drake believes that the union between human and symbiote is the key to our evolution. I'm feeling really sick. I'm hearing a voice. Not real, you were just in my head. I'm gonna need Mr. Drake's property back. I don't know. Why would we do that? If you're gonna stay, you will only hurt bad people. The way I see it, we can do whatever we want. Do we have a deal? willing to sacrifice the one thing you hold most dear you should be extremely afraid 
are you? We are Venom. <gasps> Venom! Released October 5th, 2018, with a running time of 112 minutes. Uh, it, uh cost 116 million dollars and it made 856 million at the box office so it did pretty good um yeah <laughs> i see you agree yes uh yeah so um yeah it was a big hit um i swear i got the cat <laughs> um and I think that means it's time that we play the box office top 10 game. This is the game where I will describe the uh, top 10 movies of October 5th, 2018. The fellas here are going to try to guess what that movie is based on the description. I'll be using the box office mojo descriptions as a jumping off point. Um, yeah, you ready to play the game, guys? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here is the box office top 10 for the week of October 5th, 2018. Opening this week at number 10. <laughs> I don't know how to describe this. Um, <laughs> people, people sing. Sing? Pitch perfect. Oh, those, oh, those uh, are animals, I sing. The... I, no. I, it's it's a it's a recording of a live performance. Um, they are dressed in Egyptian dress. There is a larger lady singing very high. Uh, it's an opera. So bad. Yeah, you're never get it's. Yeah, there's no reason any of you would get this. It's a it's Verdi Aida. Oh yeah, no oh. way. Yeah. I mean, I'm aware of those operas. Yeah, but the fact that it that was opera. yeah, the fact that it was recorded and released into theaters is not something which I think any of us would have known in twenty eighteen. What's that? Who, is, I said who adapted the screenplay? <laughs> oh, David Descoyer. <laughs> From Verdi's original. He adapts all the screenplays. <laughs> to all the best operas. <laughs> yeah. In the opera verse. Um Yeah. Uh, at number nine this week, in its second week, a masked serial killer turns a horror-themed amusement park into his own personal playground, terrorizing a group of friends while the rest of the patrons believe that it's all part of the show. I had not heard of this Fun. movie. Funland? No. Uh, uh, not Funland. <laughs> Unfunland. Unfun. The tagline is... Fun going in, hell getting out. Hellland. <laughs> That's what she said. Hellland. <laughs> close, close. It's Hellfest. Hell oh, Hellfest. This is That's burning, man. <laughs> yeah. The uh the the little thing on top says from N executive producer of The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh wow. That's the From best the guy they could, who was in the room. Yeah, that's the best they could come up with. <laughs> uh, um, at number eight, this contemporary romantic comedy 
based on a global bestseller, follows a native New Yorker to Singapore to meet her boyfriend's family. Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians. That's right. Uh, nice. Yeah. yeah it was a good. great movie. Yeah, very good movie. It is. Um, number seven this week. A priest with a haunted past and a novice on the threshold of her final vows are sent to the Vatic- sent by the Vatican to investigate the death of a of a, a young clergy person in Romania and confront a malevolent force in the form of a demon. Malevolent. No. Oh, oh, it's Maleficent. It's a, a priest does an execution. It's or an exorcism. It it is both. in the conjuring universe, according to the Oh, the nun? That crazy the ass nun. nun? Yeah, the, that crazy Just the ass nun. <laughs> that crazy oh, sorry, ass that nun. Was the, that was oh Sally Field, the flying nun. <laughs> that crazy I, ass that, nun. That takes me back. So I saw Venom in theaters, and then uh, my friend and I snuck into the last like 20 minutes of The Nun, and it was one of the most jarring moments of my life. <laughs> oh, God. It had a huge uh, uh, jump scare, right? Oh, yeah. And, well, I mean, the last 20 minutes are just bonkers, like, body horror sound and uh, I was just like we sat there for the end of it we were like why did we come in here oh slim to none yeah missed the slow build up I haven't, I haven't seen it since <laughs> but I know how it up. ends everybody dies yeah I have seen hardly any of the those that group the first of two movies. were okay because I like Patrick Wilson it's yeah fine. they're fun yeah. I, I, the I, I like Amiga. but they did go off the rails that doll had its own movie, I think. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. That's Annabelle, right? That's another one. Yeah, there's which in real life was a Raggedy Ann doll, but obviously they're like, that's not creepy and its own probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. All right. Uh, number uh, six this week in the box office top ten. Stephanie is a single mother with a parenting vlog. <laughs> who befriends Emily, a secretive upper-class woman who has a child at the same elementary school. When Emily goes missing, Stephanie takes it upon herself to investigate. That took a big left turn at the end. Yeah. I'm sorry. And a what? What kind of? She's a secret society gal? No, no, upper-class, secretive upper-class woman. Oh, oh secretive. She's just secretive, yeah. Yeah. Like a secret wealthy person. It uh, oh. stars Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. <laughs> I might have missed that one. So this was a comedy? It does not look like oh, it. No. no, it does not look oh. like a comedy at all. Um, not oh, by weird. the poster. It uh the tagline is Can you keep a secret? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, move to the next person. It's called A Simple Favor. It looks like a kind of like a like a pot boiler like thriller. Yeah. Um, number set around an elementary school. Yeah. (laughs) Around a vlogger. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Just killed that many. Yeah. At what point did movies stop using writers and then a blogger and then move to a vlogger? Are we right around that moment? Yeah, I yep. think so. Well, and I mean, this is 2018, so next, I mean, I'm assuming any movies coming out from now on are just going to be about TikTokers. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be a wealthy TikToker. Yeah, that's journalism now. 
Yep. Whoever yeah. has their phone out fast enough. Yeah. So Works you're right. Hard. That is. It used to be like grizzled reporter. And then <laughs> now it's gr- blogger. Grizzled TikToker. <laughs> Wait, is that Eddie? The Eddie Brock story? <laughs> well, yeah, the Brock report. Yeah, yeah we'll get we'll there. Get there. I have some questions about what what that is. What but, that is and where? Yeah, we'll, we will get. I didn't to know until the end of the movie that was a network of some kind. I, thought I it was guess. A publication. I thought yeah, it was just I a guy that. with an office. He rented some office space. <laughs> anyway. Like the vampires from Blade. They just he rented an office upstairs. <laughs> you can do what you want in there. If you want to pretend that you run a network, go for it. <laughs> if you want to turn everything to a stone sort of dungeon, do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you if you want a bondage office, that's up to you. Um, hey, man. <laughs> open office, weird. open floor plan, bondage <laughs> office. It's all the same. Ooh, does it have a bondage office? <laughs> it does. How many restrooms? <laughs> At number five this week on the box office top ten, a young orphan named Lewis aids his magical uncle in locating a clock with the power to bring about the end of the world. Hugo? I, no, I, this is the... Oh, wow, we got Jack Black and uh, some kid oh. in this movie. Hmm. I have. I, this is the first I am hearing of this, like at it's all. It's all the Megorium. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's Lewis and the Clock Mystery Hunt. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, uh, School of Clock. <laughs> <laughs> I was on fire today. Um, yeah, kid. The Clockmaker. <laughs> it's called. It's called. Kid Clockmaker. Is that the sequel to Clockmaker? <laughs> kid or Clockmaker. The kid. <laughs> yeah. It's called the house with a clock in its walls. You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's the name. The movie about a thing is a thing. <laughs> the movie about the house with the clock in the walls. <laughs> And this normally is, the clock is outside the wall. Yeah, and, this, and this is the podcast about the movie contract. about the house with the clock in the walls. <laughs> no, it's Add not. Add it to the list. Cast it up venom. And the green grass grew all around. Yeah. All right. uh, at number four, uh, a group of high school dropouts are forced to uh, make up for uh, their uh class failures in hope that they'll pass the GED and finish high school. This is uh, Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. Hmm. Uh, failing grade. Ooh, is it? That's no, a good name. it is. It, it seemed like something you were holding back. I mean, um, I was I was trying not to say the name of the movie, which was in the right. description. Um, yes. yeah. GED? No. Oh, yeah. Is it just called GED? No, not GED. Good enough. But it's got, it's got, it's, it's, you know, it's a very. Held back? No. No, I feel, uh, I feel like there's been a movie with this title before, actually. I feel like something from the 80s. But I may be mixing up two other movies together. Easy F. <laughs> Weird science. <laughs> the, Dead poets decided. The class with the clock and the wall where you make up the. <laughs> Work you missed. <laughs> you had me in the beginning there, man. Oh. It's it's called night school. 
Huh. There was definitely a night school in the 80s. Yeah, well, I, I think been. maybe I'm thinking there of like... summer school? I think I'm mixing up summer school and night shift together or something, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> maybe well, night yes. court. It's right next to night court. Yeah. It's right next to... Uh, uh, number three this week. A Yeti is convinced... <laughs> a Yeti. Not the... No. A Yeti is convinced that the elusive creatures known as humans really do exist. Oh, abominable? No, no, but that's a good guess. I made that up. I don't know if that's a movie. No, I, I would, I, I bet you money. There's a kids' movie called Abominable out there somewhere. Yeah, that's got yeah, to be right? right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, DreamWorks or is it Sony? Sony or I can't. I don't see the logo. I don't know. Or the that Indonesian. Uh, oh, does, no, it's a Warner Brothers company. Warner Brothers. Uh, uh, but it is, you know, it, it is one of those. We got Channing Tatum, James Corden, who Zendaya, Common, LeBron James, Danny DeVito. Do they all uh, play different Yeti? The I tallest person and the smallest person. <laughs> LeBron James and Danny we DeVito. We have LeBron James holding Danny DeVito. <laughs> so it's not abominable. Is it abdominal? <laughs> is it abdominal? I it's, can build a snowman. It is a it it is a pun. You can make him tall. It is you can a make him not so tall. The title is a pun on the popular name of a mythical creature. Oh, it's not Bigfoot. It's uh, Littlefoot. Club, close. Clubfoot. <laughs> so close. <laughs> My left foot. My left Bigfoot. <laughs> Uh, not big toe, not Bigfoot, but not Bigfoot, little but foot. not big not dick. little. What's another <laughs> small foot? You know what they small say? Foot? Small foot. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's called small foot. Oh. All right, I'm done. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> okay, wait. At number two, that's venom. <laughs> some lazy shit. All right. Number two in the box office top ten this week. A musician helps a young singer find fame as age and alcoholism sent his own career into a downward spiral. A star is born. A, a star is born, yes. Uh, the, I, There's five versions of that, I believe. Yes. Five, I, five I, times we get to... them all, then in my brain was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, just watch either the Judy Garland one or the Barber's Choice. Five times we get to see a man piss himself. <laughs> I've seen more than that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a day for me. I don't know. Yeah. I piss myself at least six times a day. Except <laughs> uh, I crap my pants. <laughs> and opening at number, I am, and I did. And opening at number one, a failed reporter is bonded to an alien entity. One of many symbiotes who have invaded Earth, but the being takes a liking to Earth and decides to protect it. I would say he was a successful reporter, and that's why he lost his job, not yeah. because he was failed. Mm. So that is the box office top 10 for the week. That brings us to our comic and character background. Professor, well, I, I'm sorry. I love the use of the word symbiote as much as I love it when a trailer just throws out names, proper names that we're supposed oh, yeah. to know. Like, like Stephanie and Kevin. Yeah, are sim- tired of their jobs. 
Yeah, symbiote. We might symbiote. Symbiote. Yeah, we might as well be saying like clocker back. Like it, it's just a well, and just really pounding it home so the public knows what they mean by that. I'm just gonna say this right now. It's not symbiote in this movie. It's symbiote for some symbiote. reason. Symbiote. Symbiote. Yeah, they do say symbiote. They say symbiote the whole time, and I was uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm sure it's apples. It's uh, what's it? uh, Tomato, tomato. That's that's like those motherfuckers that insist on pronouncing it Thanos. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like guys, give it up. (laughs) They said it in the movie. It's not that. I don't care what you thought it was before they said it in the movie. I'm sticking with that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, yes, Professor Al, tell us what we need to know about the comic book and character background of Venom. I will try. Um, we have discussed Venom before. Spider-Man 3. Yes. That is right. Luffy McGuire. And uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Oh, Topher Grace was Eddie Brock. Brock. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird and my brain always forgets that. Yeah. Um, so the short version, the Venom symbiote. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it's pronounced? I don't know, but bio, bio, symbiote, 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 symbiote. The Venom symbiote was first introduced as Spider-Man's alien costume in The Amazing Spider-Man number two hundred fifty-two, May of nineteen eighty-four. Let's call the whole thing off. The story. The story of how he got the suit was recounted in Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars number eight in December 1984, showing that he picked up the suit on the planet Battleworld. Um, Spider Man eventually discovered the suit's true nefarious nature and separated from it using a church bell. Um, sound, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he proposed, he threw and, it and he couldn't. He couldn't handle that level of commitment, so he ran off. <laughs> he had gone to jail. Uh, uh, Peter Parker almost died in that uh, encounter, uh, but the suit had taken a fondness to him um, and saved his life before scampering away, <laughs> like a little rascal. <laughs> I'm a stinker. The symbiote returned in 1988, now possessing its second and probably most well-known host, Eddie Brock, with whom it first became Venom. Created by McFarlane and Michelin. David Michelini? Michelini, yeah. Um, and uh, Michelini had said he... Uh, there were a couple of characters that had like temporarily uh, blocked Spider-Man's spider sense uh, through okay. chemical means. Uh, Green Goblin um, and Mysterio. Mysterio um, yeah. were two, uh, and he really liked the idea of that because that was one of the, the one of Spider-Man's powers that kind of sets him apart from a lot of other superheroes. Um, that makes him like somehow stronger than even the strongest just the 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 pre-sense um so michelini was uh toying around with different characters to uh block spider-man's spider sense uh for a while and um got a lot of them like turned down by the editors until he finally um 
reached back to the to the alien suit and uh, came up with this idea and got the green light to go ahead with Venom. Um, and um, Venom would become regarded as one of uh, the three, the big three Spider-Man arch enemies alongside Green Goblin and Doctor Doom. Not Doctor Doom, Doctor Octopus. Doctor Octopus. Yeah, he was an instant fan favorite. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, yeah. remember any adjustment period like there were with some characters. Venom just was hot right away. Yeah, yeah, just off the bat. Um, Eddie Brock was a journalist public- publicly disgraced when he exposed the wrong man as the serial killer Sin Eater back in, I think that was oh, 86. Yeah. Um, Eddie Brock... Right. Venom made his first full appearance in The Amazing Spider-Man number 300 in May of 1988. Uh, the Venom symbiote would um, go on to inhabit several other <laughs> people, uh, including Mac Gargan, uh, the Scorpion. Um, uh, I'll get to her. And um, uh, let's see, uh, Flash Thompson. Uh, as Agent Venom. That's right. Uh, let's see. Uh, the symbiote retained many of Spider-Man's abilities and was able to permanently evade his spider sense. Uh, that was kind of his, his big thing. Uh, Anne Weying was a former wife of Eddie Brock who would be possessed by the symbiote in 1995, becoming the first She-Venom. <laughs> She-Venom. Sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, girls get it done. Venom. It's like actress. She Venom. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> we got to pay that Venom less. That's what the designation's for. All right. I, I, I hope that in She-Hulk, they they they, they hang a lampshade really on her. Yeah, or they hang a lampshade on how awful that actually is as a name. Yeah, I hope so. Adding she to the beginning of anything. <laughs> I hope that somebody calls her Shulk also. <laughs> Shulk. Shrek. She's, She-Rek. she's some sort of she-Shrek. <laughs> she sells seashells down by the seashore. She-Shrek. It's, it's some kind of land cow. It's a she-woman. <laughs> it's a her chick. <laughs> uh, next we have Riot. <laughs> That's my name today, if anyone knows. I saw. (laughs) Thank you. In honor of Riot. Uh, Riot was a symbiote spawn of Venom, one of five, uh, with Carnage possibly being the sixth. Riot was unique among its siblings in sporting symbiote hammers and maces from its hands. What about, well, I'm sorry, possibly Carnage was possibly an offspring? Um, according to my to my research, interesting. It, like there it, was a per- paternity test that needed to be conducted. Yeah, they went on Jerry Springer. Um, like these in, five, it was inconclusive. Um, like Venom, you are not the father. <laughs> Car- he gets up dancing and Carnage loses. That was a good episode. Um, Carlton Drake was from the comics. He was first seen in 1988. He was the leader of the Life Foundation a survivalist group founded in response to Cold War paranoia 
dedicated to building doomsday-proof communities for its members and anyone else who could pay $5 million. <laughs> and finally from That's the comics... Real. <laughs> uh, uh, finally from the comics, we had Roland Treese. Um, here he was the security... The, the head of security at uh, the Life Foundation. Um, the answers when Jason Statham... Yeah. yeah. Um, in the comics, he was the CEO of the of Treese International and a board member of the Life Foundation. I would like to point out that he is not Michael Stipe. Nope. <laughs> so that's me in the corner. And that's all I got. All right. And that's good enough. Good for you. <laughs> Well, um, they they retconned a whole bunch of shit as far as the symbiote goes. And I am curious to see in um, Love and Thunder if it's even... Because now Gore the God Butcher was given the Necrosword by a character named Null, who is the creator of all the symbiotes. Mm. He's effectively their god, right? Right, and he gives Gore the Necrosword, which is built into Gore's own hand, like Venom's would be, and that's what he uses and, to kill the gods. And so that is uh, okay. Um, Clintar was the the planet of origin for yeah. the symbiotes, um, which was also Gore's planet. Hmm. Right. Um, that was killed by yeah. some Asgardian somebody. But, God, um, made him real mad. Sony did. And the, the, the symbiote's race was actually also Clintar. Mm. But Sony did not get the rights to Gore, so <laughs> that, that's. Well, no. I don't. Was he around when the stories. Anyway. Mm. But I wonder if in Lore, Love and Thunder, they'll even. We'll see. I mean, I don't think there's going to be anything about anything that the Sony currently owns in Thor Love and Thunder, if I had to guess. No, no, no. But I, if he's going to have the Necrosword. Oh. I don't think they're going to mention these aliens or anything. Yeah. Then, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. But to just see. to have it in there so they can if they want to. You know how. Yeah. We know how they do. <laughs> uh, so, all right. That brings us to the production background of the film itself. Um the first attempt to uh, bring it to bring Venom to the big screen was start was in 1997 with a script written by David S. Goyer. David S. Goyer. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, everybody drink. Um, <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was supposed to be made by New Line. Um, it was going to star as Eddie Brock, Dolph Lundgren. Um, wow. <laughs> Nobody Whoa. ever lost that guy's number. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> the Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Carnage uh, was going to be the main villain in that. Um, that never got off the ground. Um, the rights moved on to Sony. Then, of course, uh, Venom uh, famously appeared in Spider-Man 3 as with Topher Grace in the role, which we talked about in our Spider-Man the, 3 episode. The Raimi-verse. The Raimi-verse. Um, I, uh, I don't think we ever mentioned um, 
in any of our Spider-Man ones, um, Spider-Man 4 that Sam Raimi was um, supposed to make, we didn't really talk about it much. Um, I'll briefly mention it here, but um, he was... Uh, they they were well into production, pre-production, before that got canceled. Um, it was wow. supposed to star Bruce Campbell as Mysterio, um, John Malkovich that as I knew. John, John Malkovich as the Vulture, and mm. um, Dolph Lundgren as Spider Man, obviously, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> as young Peter yeah. Parker, um, Black Cat was also supposed to be in it. Um, I can't remember who was going to play that Black Cat, but um, yeah, they were basically. They were planning on making four, five, and six, shooting them all concurrently, like Lord of the Rings style. Wow. Um, they just ended up not um, because Sam Raimi, after uh, like four or five versions of the script, and uh, basically told the studio, like, I don't like what you're trying to make me do. I want to make a movie all I'm, like that I want to make. And the studio was right. like, no, you'll make the movie we think you should make. So he quit. And they decided not to move ahead with Spider-Man 4, but to reboot at that point. Um, Which is all stuff I should have talked about when we did The Amazing Spider-Man, but I did not. So, um, (laughs) Venom. Um, So, uh, they originally were going to make a standalone Venom movie starring uh, Topher Grace, which would have been weird since he did die in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Uh, so scrawny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He really is. Um, except when he was in the Venom suit and we suddenly right. got really buff out of nowhere. Um, Which, you know, yeah, you wouldn't have to be a bodybuilder. It's not like Tom Hardy's bulging out of his jacket. But yeah, Eric Foreman, like we yeah. spent like, what, eight, nine years jokes about how tall and thin and weak <laughs> Uh, so, um, this point, Gary Ross, um, who was the, uh, who was, um, writing Spider-Man four was brought on to write a script for Venom. Um, it was kind of a, a reboot. He was also supposed to direct, um, at this point it, it was started from the drawing board. Um, so that was in 2009. In 2010 is when um, Sony announced that Spider-Man was going to be rebooted. Um, they didn't like Gary Ross's script, so they started over again. Josh Trank pitched an R-rated version um, to uh, uh, Sony. Um, they... It was. They said it was was supposed to be like an R-rated ver- version of the mask, basically. I don't know what that would have oh. been like, but um, it sounds more interesting than what we ended up getting. Um, would it have just been a more sexist uh, kind of rapey version of the mask? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Even more so. Uh, let's see. Um, they. Um, uh, that didn't go anywhere. Avi Arad um, said in 2014 that this was going to take place in the Amazing Spider-Man universe. Um, <laughs> it apparently did not. Um, finally, um, in 2016, they uh, actually they hired on 
Uh, God, no, he doesn't even get that credit. Okay. In 2016, I was just, I, I go back and forth here. In 2016, um, they hired on um, Dante Harper to write a screenplay. They then ditched that screenplay completely. Uh, and they hired on, at that point, Jeff Pinkner. Um, the Jeff Pinkner? <laughs> the Jeff Pinkner. Um, let's see. Um, with uh, Scott Rosenberg, they're a writing partners to uh, write a script. They've, let's see, um, they were writers on Fringe. They wrote, they were had writing credits on Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, oh, they wrote the Dark Tower movie, the J- Jumanji movies. Um, so uh, Kelly Marcel also gets a writing credit on this. Uh, she was a, a, she was a, she's she's kind of a script doctor, but she also has writing credits on Fifty Shades of Grey, Cruella, and uh, Let There Be Carnage. Um, and they hired on director Ruben Fleischer. Ruben Fleischer. Uh, let's see. Prior to this, directed Zombieland, 30 Minutes or Less, Gangster Squad. He just did well, the... Oh, un- those was good. Yeah. He just did the Uncharted movie. Oof. Yeah. Um, he directed that... He directed The Mule, the the Clint Eastwood movie, oh, in, which an, in which a um, 90-year-old man has a threesome... Um. Yeah, but and also like what has to um, smuggle drugs for the cartel to uh, cartel. To yeah, fund his wife's surgery or something, or his surgery. So to fund some sort of surgery, but yeah. Okay, but but like directed and starring a guy who doesn't think anyone should be allowed to cross our border. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Written by yeah, written by Clint Eastwood, who who's like. Famous, yeah. We remember he yelled at a chair. Yes, <laughs> for fifteen minutes. Uh, our cast includes Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock slash Venom. Um, we did talk about him when he was Bane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Williams as Anne Wayne. Um, I was really pleased that they. Uh, um didn't cast a 20 year old to play across from Eddie to co- play across from Tom Hardy. Who's yeah, in his forties. Right. Yeah. Um, Michelle Williams, of course she was, uh, uh, rose to fame with Dawson's Creek. Um, she, uh, fantastic. She, she's a great actress. Uh, did, I think, did she win an Oscar for something for, um, um, uh, uh, Brokeback Mountain. Oh, did she? Hmm. I know she accepted Heath's. She, well, yes, because she was for... she she was she was she oh, married she... Heath Ledger and um, yes. was the mother of his child. Yeah, but uh, they were estranged at the time of his death. Yeah, she has four nominations. No wins. Uh, no wins. Brokeback okay. Mountain, Blue Valentine, A Week with Marilyn, and Manchester by the Sea. Huh. Wow. She's so good. Lead, leading and supporting roles, all of them. Yeah, she's very good. She is, she's, yeah, I love her. She's, she's a great actress. Um, yeah. Uh, her and, her and Tom Hardy have the weirdest chemistry ever. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's not yeah. bad. It's just weird. It's very maternal. Like their romance. I'm not going to say it's not believable, but we never saw any. You know, we saw more good parts in the Deadpool movies between he, Wade and his yeah. love than we really saw with Tom. You know, they seemed to have an affection for each other, but it was almost like a sibling. Or like yeah. I said, maternal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it yeah, it was weird. Um, well, she's like, "You got me fired. Here's your fucking ring." You know, like that's something you you can work out. Eddie Brock is a good child in this movie. That's true. He is a bit of a child. Yeah, he is. Um, we've got Riz Ahmed as Carlton Drake. Um, <laughs> Carlton Drake. Uh, all right. Yeah, Riz Ahmed. Um, he, uh, the Road to Guantanamo. Um, the Four Lions. Um, those are kind of where he became known. Um, Four Lions is good. Yeah. Um, he played uh Bodhi in Rogue One. Um, so oh, we yeah. did talk. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see. He was in. Oh. oh, he was in The Sound of Metal. That was a good movie. Yeah. Oh. Uh, was this a voice thing? He maybe uh, he was the Corinthian in the 2020 Sandman something. Oh, the oh, an audible the, the audio books. Yeah, oh, audio they did the audio books right. of the Sandman. Those are good with McAvoy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, Riz Ahmed is also known as Riz MC, member of the Sweatshop <laughs> Boys. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Uh yeah. Um Scott Hayes as Roland Treese. He's the uh he's our our uh discount uh Jason Statham. Yep. Uh he was uh, let's see, he was in Child of God. Um thank you for your service, only the brave. He seems he's like he's a character actor. He seems to play a lot of like 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 head of security kind of people. <laughs> Um, yeah, sinister bald guys. Yeah, uh, uh, he's in this year's Jurassic something. <laughs> Jurassic, Jurassic something. <laughs> something old, something new, something Jurassic, something blue. <laughs> Jurassic something <laughs> from the makers of thirty something. Yeah, different time periods. <laughs> it's a it's about dinosaurs that are like going through a midlife crisis. Some of them have a baby. Others can't find love. We don't know that they didn't. Fossils can't tell you how they felt. <laughs> oh, their brains are small. All right, I know a lot of people like that. Uh, Reed Scott plays Doctor Dan. Um, <laughs> He's on Vice. If you've okay. watched, and he's also his character's name is Dan on that. Uh, he was also in Veep. Veep, Veep yeah. yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. not Vice. Yeah, Veep. She's the vice president. I was like, Veep. I was like, he's a he's a vice contributor. Yeah, he's like he's a journalist. Vice, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he exposed the like paint drinkers of the Congo. He's uh, like, yeah, <laughs> I I rode a boat into the Congo to drink paint. Here's my story. The vice I never report. just. They're never just talking about it. They're doing it with the people. They're doing it. Yeah. They made sure to bring awkward white boys with them. Yeah. Right. Always. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no Veep is what I meant. Son yeah. Of a bitch. He was also in um, The After Party um, and uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. After Party was a pretty all right show. I don't I don't remember him in Maisel. I don't know if I saw that. The After Party? It's on Apple. Um, 
he was a he, he was Gordon Ford in Mrs. Maisel. He was in three episodes. I think he was uh, dating. He was he the doctor that we, she was dating briefly. Hmm. I can't remember. Um, he, he was the voice of Green Arrow in 2021's Injustice. Hmm. Animated DC. Yep. Um, Jenny Slate. The the effervescent <laughs> Jenny Slate is Dora Skirth. Mona Lisa Saperstein. Yes. Uh, Jenny Slate. That she got the the woman who f- she on her first appearance as a cast member of SNL. She said "fuck" and got fired. Fired. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, she is great. Um, John Ralphio's uh, sister in um in uh, Parks, Parks and Rec. Rec. Yeah. Money. Henry Winkler's daughter. Yes. Money. Yeah, oh. she's the worst. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, He's like, she stole, she stole this woman's purse. Didn't take her money or credit cards, but stole her birth control and said, "Bitch, you're getting pregnant," and ran. <laughs> <off the door>. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, she's yeah. Um, and let's see. Um, that rounds out our cast. Um, well, not counting our mid-credit sequence cameo with Mr. Woody Harrelson, who we have talked about previously also. Um, so that is the production background of Venom, which brings us to the, uh, film itself. Fellas, you ready to jump into this thing? Almost. I looked up. Okay, so the symbiote is not in the dictionary because it's a it was made up for Marvel, but um, it's derived from the word symbiotic, which is pronounced right. symbiotic, just to um, solidify the pronunciation. They did it right. Did they though? Well, if they made the word up, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. But you know, I don't like read it. I I don't no. remember them saying symbiote on like the. Uh, of course, these are children's cartoons, but the children's cartoons. I'm pretty sure they said symbiote. Uh, potentially. Um, Did they ever say word. it in Spider-Man Three? I can't remember. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I I if uh. they ever said it. I don't remember how it was pronounced. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Well. Yeah. I we... don't. Know open speeder oh, that's not my line yeah. speederman <laughs> uh mr spiderman um <laughs> mr Spi- mr spiderman Dark. i'd like you to le- meet lawrence fishborn um <laughs> here we go this is venom we open on space it's big. I mean, really big. It's <laughs> so unbelievably big. <laughs> like you think it's you, a long way down to the you corner. You just can't show. even. Yeah. Just can't even imagine. Yep. Uh, um, a spaceship crashes to Earth. We're all really impressed down here. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. A spaceship crashes to Earth in East Malaysia. A recovery crew is on the job. We discover they had four samples of something. That they uh, discovered in space, but one is missing. We meet Carlton Drake. Real quick. 
Um, there's one of the astronauts who's still alive, and they name him Jameson. Oh. Um, I, I recall, uh, not from the comics, but from the Spider-Man animated series, that uh, J. Jonah Jameson Jr. was the astronaut yeah. to bring the symbiote back to Earth. Oh, well, he was even earlier than that. He was werewolf or man-wolf. Man-wolf, I think. Man-wolf, yeah. yeah. The moonstone. But he actually appeared in, um, what was it? Spider-Man 3? He was in one of the Raimis. He was in 3, yeah. Mary Jane, yeah, engaged to. Yeah. Wow, good catch, though, Al. Yeah, James. Yeah, I did not notice that they named him Jameson. Huh. Yeah, good for them. Um, yeah, so uh, Carlton Drake's the head of the Life Foundation who launched the mission. We meet his head scientist, Dora. I believe there's a possibility she may be an explorer. Uh, <laughs> girth. Yeah, skirth. Skirt. Um, Every time. Oh, skirt. Girth. Uh, one astronaut, apparently his name's Jameson, survived. He's injured. In the ambulance, it's revealed he's a symbi- symbiote. Now I'm going to be really conscious of saying it every fucking time. Um, <laughs> Any way you want. That's yeah. the way you need it. Uh, the alien creature moves from the astronaut to the EMT, causing the ambulance to crash. The EMT, now infected, walks away from the crash. She's all EMT. <laughs> Done <him. laughs> Blows that man. Uh, She's through the van. Healing bones. Yes. Yeah. As she walks. Well, she's a, she's a really good EMT. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. The best. <laughs> there's a title card. We cut to San Francisco. Eddie Brock wakes up, he and his fiance, and have a playful little pillow fight <laughs> to show second, what a casual. San movie in a row. What was uh, Second what? Uh, San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Came in and Wasp last week. Yeah. That's right. Hmm. Uh, I was getting flashbacks of of Ant Man and um, uh, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, yeah, the whole time. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, they show what a loving and playful couple they are by having their little pillow fight and talking about cats. Uh, Eddie rides his motorcycle to a meeting while we get a montage of Eddie <laughs> reporting. Yeah, but. What's funny is that this particular species of alien is really attracted to motorcycles and scooters and the like. Yes. That's how it attached itself to Peter in the first one, just on his scooter. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because if you're in a... that looks badass. (laughs) I'm a badass alien. And and Eddie Brock has an X over his headlamp, and, like, he's such a rebel. Look at this guy. Why the X over the headlamp? I don't I understand don't that. Is that so he's easily identifiable when you pass him in traffic? Well, isn't it like what they used to put on light bulbs and stuff? The little cage that goes over? Helps it from shattering as easily. I just thought it was tape. It was It was oh, electrical it was tape. tape. Yeah, it's electrical tape over it. About it. Yeah. He wanted it to look cool, I guess, like one of those yeah. things. Because he's, he's a it. badass, plays by his own rules kind of reporter guy. Yeah, that's got to be a moving violation. You can't tape up your lights. Yeah. So he yeah. is a bad boy. And he's the the head of the Brock Report. <laughs> Which is, I mean, okay. <laughs> what is the I Brock Report? He, I thought he was a publication reporter who had an online presence, was a vlogger or blogger, which is something, especially then. So but no, I guess it was a network. I guess. What is this network? 
that is this one guy in this one he's in the bay area right and every shot they (laughs) they do makes it look like he is like international they're like it's him in front of like the dump when they found a body and like you don't know yeah you think that it's like he's in the desert somewhere and it's like no i'm actually at the dump and you're like oh what um, my big beef with this whole sequence is why the hell are the shots of him on the motorcycle interspersed with him talking about the news? <laughs> Shouldn't it just be like a like a short montage yeah. of him being a news reporter? But it's they never show Tucker Carlson in his little Shriners car <laughs> on on his on his uh, big his big wheel. <laughs> yeah, God. Exactly. Instead of a little Shriner hat, it's just a tiny little, uh, what's it, uh, clan hood? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I would assume, Eddie Brock, this is a local news station, but, like, he's, like, th- this dude who was the, he was the grandpa on uh, This Is Us um, is the head of the network, but we don't see anyone else that works for this it's network. Just, it's just this one guy in this one office and Eddie Brock. And a couple security guards. But they're for the whole building. Does the network own that whole building? Uh, I don't know. Like, that's well, a really that's big building. One of the most famous buildings in the skyline. There's the Coit Tower, but that's not so big as it is old and famous. But then there's that one that comes to that square top. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this local media station is on the top floor or close to the top floor of the largest building in San Francisco. But they specifically say the network at later. (laughs) What is this network? Which has an existence, but it's just this one guy. (laughs) The Brock report. Yeah. Doesn't he have like, so is that this, like the CEO or the president of the network? Doesn't he have like an editor? Or like a yeah, that's what I thought we were dealing with. I thought that was the publisher of the publication he worked for. Yeah, but no, it's it's he's the the head head of the the network. network. So like, why is the head of the network personally assigning this one reporter? Right, there should be a news department. Yes, why did we not see Eddie Brock like coming in and like there? It's like you know cameras and like video banks and like there are producers. Why didn't he have a producer character or a bullpen? A bullpen of other, yes, you know, something. or a set that he walks off of. Something, but no, it's like they're like we've got two days to shoot. We have a room with a desk. Get a guy in here. <laughs> let's get it. Rock report. Um. So yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. Yeah. The president of the network tells him he has an interview with Carlton Drake about his space program. Eddie doesn't want to do the interview because he considers Drake to be an evil oligarch. He reluctantly agrees to do it, though, because the network took a chance on him. He's told to make it a puff piece. A puff piece. Yeah. Um, At dinner that night, we discovered that Anne's law firm works for the Life Foundation and that Eddie had to leave New York because of an incident at the Daily Globe. Um, They go home have sex, and when she falls asleep, Eddie goes through her laptop, finding documents from the Life Foundation detailing wrongful death suits from the families of test subjects that the Life Foundation was experimenting on. Um, that's definitely a real breach of trust, Eddie. <laughs> You're not a good oh, yeah, guy. That's, that's definitely an injury engagement kind of uh, action. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that also, was that's true. He had perfect timing, man. There's, you know, movies all accept whatever, but he's sitting there drinking his jug of orange juice when her email comes in. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lucky break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um at the interview with Drake the next day, Eddie confun- confronts him about the lawsuits. Um so Drake gets Eddie and Ann both fired. And breaks up and breaks off the engagement with Eddie because of it. So this movie was really, really brisk. Like when I saw the running time, I'd forgotten because I hadn't seen it since the theater. When I saw the running time of 112 minutes, I was like, okay, regular movie size. But no, it's a 90 minute movie with 25 minutes of credits and a trailer at the end for Spider-Verse. Right. Yeah, it's quick. Yeah. Well, and the first 40 minutes is so slow. He gets he becomes he he gets infected halfway through the movie. The movie's half yeah. over before he gets infected. Yeah. Um yeah. So uh yeah, we cut to the samples from space arriving at the Life Foundation. Um some sort of liquid creatures. Yes. Uh then in Malaysia, the Malaysia. the symbiote changes host bodies in San Francisco. Dora and Carlton are performing experiments with the symbiotes they have. <laughs> but don't forget, backpacks there. Yeah. Swiper, no swiping. <laughs> no, no swiping on homeless people. No Map. <laughs> Uh, do you guys remember Dora's cousin Diego? Jude, yeah. Jude, I don't know. Jude was the right age for those shows when that was on. So there was a lot of so Dora and a lot of Diego. Diego yep. was a little bitch. He did not have any of the charm <laughs> of Dora. No, I agree. Um. Anyways, uh, let's see. The uh, they discover that the symbiotes can't survive without oxygen-breathing hosts, which often fatally reject the symbiosis. Drake orders Dora to begin human trials. Because <laughs> you always go rabbit to human. Yeah. Bam! That's what got <laughs> Mary Kay shut down. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to rub mascara in your eyeballs. I'll do that myself, thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so... Uh, one of the symbiotes accidentally dies. We cut to six months later. Eddie's out of work. He can't get a job in journalism. He drinks. And we see he's friendly with the people in the neighborhood, including homeless people. One, one lady named Maria. Uh, he sees his local bodega owner. There Are there bodegas in San Francisco? I, I honestly I don't know. there I mean, are. Yes, yeah. Okay. There are in, There's got to be bodegas. Well, he's near uh, Chinatown. Oh, yeah. And he, he drives through it a lot. He has taken a stumble down the economic uh, ladder a little bit. That's what they're trying to show by him being in Chinatown. Yeah. In a tiny flat. As opposed to that sweet lawyer apartment. Yeah. He, 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 yeah he had a real, real nice place with uh, Anne. But then, yeah, now he's he living really in fucked a, that one up. Yeah. He went from Danny Tanner Manor down to Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> Riches to rags. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, 
he sees his local bodega owner being shook down by a local protection racket. Um, and then uh, his next door neighbors have loud sex and play the guitar. <laughs> no, it's like, his music. I totally thought it should have been his guitar. No, I thought it was his guitar. It's, well, it's no, sounded like he's a dude like, but just when he playing answers, guitar. Yeah, I thought so too. But when he answers the door for Eddie, the music is playing. Oh, yeah, there. the music continues he's as like, he's well, at yeah. the door with Eddie. Right. Was his girlfriend playing guitar? Maybe. Uh, could be. I don't know. Because it sounded like a guy. A real guitar. It sounded like a guy practicing guitar. It didn't sound like a right. like a like a. There song. was no rhythmic anything. Yeah. yeah. Right. This movie is fucking. More. This movie plays. This movie is insane. It really is. This movie doesn't care about itself enough. No, it doesn't care about anything. It doesn't. Care. It really doesn't. It doesn't care who it hurts. Um, I think if you take out the symbiote fight scene at the end, it's kind of an interesting sort of uh, investigative thriller to an extent. Uh, yeah, I mean, but then, then the fight of the aliens at the end is where it goes somewhere else. Well, but of course, they had to do that. Well, okay, so I mean, at the at the halfway mark, he gets infected. Then there's um, twenty minutes of him dealing with being infected, 20 minutes of the big uh-huh. battle at the end, and then we're done. Right. Like, it's like yeah. there's hardly anything yeah. to this movie at all. It barely exists I, as a story. I don't, do you guys know about That's pitch true. meetings on YouTube? Mm-hmm. They're like, I've got an idea for a movie, and it's the dude talking to himself. Yeah. Uh, I watched that last night. I was like, oh, I, I haven't seen that for this one. And he, uh, he says that this movie switches, switches genres like every five or six minutes. And thinking about that, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it really does, like, kind of shift from genre to genre to genre throughout the yeah. movie. Yeah, it's um there's a, a it's about journalism and then it's yeah. about science ethics which ties into the journalism yeah. but he's not really a journalist anymore. He has yeah, the to through get the story line away. It's really tenuous like is I guess Eddie is the connecting thread for all of that stuff but it's yep, not just Eddie. Yeah. yeah. But uh they made such a good match. Like, like I hate to say, like if this had been a Marvel movie, they would have been like cut two thirds of that shit, make it about a journalist who's investigating the science and the morality of, you know, human, right. you know, trials. studies, human trials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because this movie is an absolute mess. It's but and it's like super forgettable outside of Tom Hardy's, um, very very interesting performance. But I can't bring myself to hate it. Like, there's nothing. Like, it's it's totally fine. Yeah, like, I I don't dislike this movie really. It's just outside of Tom Hardy, there's it, not much to it. But like we said, Michelle Williams does. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It does switch genres, but in each of the different scenes, they're they're interesting enough. Yeah, yeah. I I don't dislike it. I feel like this time rewatching it, it was worse than the last time I watched it, and I'd seen it maybe twice before this. It's mm-hmm. just like every time I'm watching it, I'm like, oh. Now is Carnage going to be worse <laughs> next time I watch it? I I have yet to see Carnage, and uh, this is the first time I've seen this since the theater. So, oh, I enjoyed Carnage. I thought it was fun. It was dumb, like in I the same way that this too. is. Right. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Anyways, the- yeah. So, uh, anyways, the uh, Dora approaches Eddie. Oh no! At the Life Foundation, they continue the human trials. We uh, see a symbiote. Bond with a homeless man who volunteered and he dies. Dora, yeah, we get the weird like oh. your name's Isaac. That's a biblical name, you know that, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, my name's Isaac. Of course, I know so, that. <laughs> I like that actor. 
and I think he does a fine job. Um, and I think his motivations are absolutely sinister and evil. Mm-hmm. But they did not really do much to make that guy seem sinister or evil. They just kept in the right us. hands. That biblical bullshit in the right hands could have sounded a little more. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, he. He's every not time menacing. He's not he menacing. Came, he came off as like fake friendly instead of menacing. Right, but you he's know? the same kind of evil that that like Martin Skrilly kid was. The yeah. guy, yeah, you know, bought the medical patents and raised the prices on. Yeah, medicine. well, and I think that's what they were going that's for, like young evil. young tech startup evil, like Elon sure, Musk sure. evil. <laughs> Like, Zuckerberg. Yeah, the, Zuckerberg the, evil. There just could have been a performance that was somewhere. His performance yeah. was pretty milk toast, yeah. His Yeah, he he I think oh, it was on the else? page, not him, but what? Mm-hmm. Uh his his sinister nature was embedded in um let's jump to human trials right now. Um Yeah. yeah. And, I said oh, his yeah. intentions were definitely Yeah. And then this guy dies and he's like bringing the next volunteer. Yeah, and no, no. Just, just, just no remorse his, at all. Well, yeah. yeah, but if you were in a bar, wouldn't you just lay that dude out? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, what, what's sinister I, about that guy? Yeah, uh, Eddie, Eddie, Brock, Eddie Brock could break his fucking. Nose. Eddie says multiple times throughout the movie, he's not right. There's something wrong with this dude. He's evil. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Like, like it, yeah, it's just good. Old, that's good old fashioned evil. That's psychopathy there. Yeah, which to me just shows like it's it's part of it's the writing. It's just so thin that they had to have another character prop up. Like in case well, you missed yeah. it, he's the bad guy. It is. Well, right. we, get, we had to put an alien in him just to really make sure. Yeah, know, exactly. He's not really. God, I love I love him with the alien inside him, though. It's that's where it really starts to make yeah. sense. Well, and like I, I think that's thing. like, sure, his actions are evil. But next to Tom Hardy's like balls out performance. Um, he just comes across as very, very boring yeah. as a character. Yeah. Right. And essentially, the you know, it's so that human beings can evolve in space. Yeah. Or, yes, live and evolve, <laughs> evolve in space. And so, so he thinks he has a noble blah 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 blah. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just saying, that on the page, it wasn't great villain wise. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, yeah. Dora approaches Eddie, tells him about all the stuff happening that's bad. She wants Eddie to investigate and expose Drake's practices. Eddie refuses. Um, he does some light stalking of his ex. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the editing of him in the bodega with uh, with skirt um, when he's was confusing. I honestly, I like that as a decision because you're like, is he fucking? Out of his mind, he's talking to himself about oh, right, right. following people. This is so weird. And then she pops her head out as he's like, "You're bad at this." Yeah, I oh, really yes, like yes, that, that because it was it was confusing and it made us think like, "Oh, maybe he isn't as unreliable of like a point of view." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was a weird choice, oh, yeah, but I, I, I ultimately I was like, "Oh, I was confused," but I really liked that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I know how you meant like to that scene. Like I looked down and then I looked up and they were having yeah. that conversation. That, I, yeah. The, the bodega her, Yeah. The bodega is weirdly edited multiple times in this movie. And I'll point out the other time that yeah. it jarred me too. Um, which is the very, very end of the movie. But anyways. So um yeah, we meet uh we meet uh Anne's new boyfriend Dan. He's a doctor. Um a surgeon. A surgeon. So, of course, he's going to be running MRIs and, like, tests. Right. He's taking a special interest. But don't forget, they don't really let us know what kind of doctor he is because there's a slight gag coming up. Mm. 
Um, Anne tells Eddie that they're never going to get back together, um, which she is right to <laughs> tell him. Um, Eddie is sad, and so he decides to call Dora and pursue the story. She sneaks him into the lab, um, tells him that while exploring space for new habitable worlds, the Life Foundation probe discovered a comet covered in symbiotic life forms. They brought back four. She tells him about the experiments with the symbiotes and that Drake believes they are the future of mankind's survival. Eddie finds a homeless lady he knows named Maria is one of the test subjects. He tries to rescue her, but the symbiote possessing her transfers to his body without him realizing, uh, leaving Maria dead. Alarms go off. Eddie escapes the facility, displaying inhuman strength and agility. He goes home and begins displaying strange symptoms, including immense hunger and hearing a deep voice in his head. And let's not forget that these like cells that these aliens test subjects are in cannot break the glass, but fire extinguishers can. Yeah. yeah. Fire ex- that- a, a blunt object is not going to work exactly. on, uh, yeah, on like bulletproof. Yeah, that was like very, re- yeah, exactly. He was yeah. not going to break that with a fire <laughs> extinguisher. And if uh, you could, the aliens could too with their turning into an axe. <laughs> yeah, they were inside her. How did she not, how are they not breaking out? I mean, even if they're, if they're, their host isn't like the best host and they need to find another one, they can still... Like shatter that they glass. They can still venom or they venomize. Yeah, like they can venomize, which is like martinizing. I understand. Yeah, it's a process. It's, it's symbiotic. venomizing. Uh, the garbage chicken scene made me nauseous. There was oh, a I lot of there was there was some there was uh, some pretty pretty gross shit in here with food and like his apartment is pretty gross and yeah yeah. For garbage sure. Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> garbage chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the lab, Drake is furious about the break-in and the loss of the symbiote, but one test subject has successfully bonded with his symbiote. Back in Malaysia, that symbiote that escaped switches bodies again and boards a plane to the U.S. Flying coach. Uh, meanwhile, Eddie tracks down Anne and Dan... <laughs> Ann and Dan uh, at a restaurant tells them about what's happening. He has a freak out, ends up in the lobster tank. <laughs> As we all, who hasn't ended up like in the lobster tank once? <laughs> Eddie Furlong has. Yeah. You remember That's that? That's right. I forgot about that. Oh my God. Um, that happened yeah, in real life, this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In real life, he set a bunch of lobsters free in a Ralph's or something. Um, but like, but, okay, setting lobsters free in a supermarket, where are they going to go? That's not the ocean. Into the yeah, sewer grates and more, into the ocean. They're connected. Yeah, there are more questions than answers for Mr. Furlong. Um, but I liked this scene. I think that's funny. And then uh, like all splash style, Daryl Hannah. He just, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I was reading about this. This was improvised, and he he wanted to do it, and they were like, "We'll have to build you a tank to do this." So they had He's to a little stop guy. his improvisation and build like a plexiglass line tank, and then fill it they, with fake lobsters, and then real. They lobsters. use film magic a lot, but Tom Hardy's kind of a short guy. Well, average, oh yeah, like yeah, from my height under. Like five, I, nine, I liked his proud. I liked his line when he grabbed the first lobster off the plate and eats it, chews into it. He's like, "This is dead." This is dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Tom Hardy is doing something. I don't know what it is exactly because it's not like he's, it's not like Bane where he's doing like a voice and being crazy. It's not like the Joker. Like, but he's 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 doing. He's really doing like a very interesting performance that's very understated. Also, what was the yeah. movie where he played twins? Oh, oh, um, Notorious. Yeah. yeah, about those two gangsters. Yeah. He also had a show on FX called Taboo, and that was really good. Mm. He, uh, well. I guess, I guess he himself developed a technique where he would record the off-screen bit mm-hmm. and then wear an earpiece so he could act against himself talking to himself instead oh, yeah. of having somebody read him the line off off screen. Oh wow. He right. did all that beforehand and then acted against that, which is interesting. Yeah. Like I'm sure it that is. he was That's he was advised not to do that initially and probably sure. pushed for that and then used that again in this movie. So kind of huh. neat. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because sure. we didn't mention that he does the voice of Venom also. Oh yeah. Right. And I think it's uh, when they you said earlier that they wanted to make him more sort of like the mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think what in my mind I pictured what Tom Hardy did really well in this was the like Martin and Lewis type banter that he has with himself. Yeah. So yeah. he made he made some cool choices with Eddie through that. You know, we do think he's talking to himself, like Brian said. Then we realize he's not, and then they start having that banter that becomes really entertaining. Yeah, no, it does. Um, Eddie and Eddie and Venom have a, a lot of chemistry. <laughs> yeah, and like we're just saying, it's himself. Yeah, but I, w- I wonder which he. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. So all right. So Dan, I ta- wonder if he recorded Venom before they started live production. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Or if he was doing it like the day before or something, they would take or, breaks or something. Yeah. yeah. Curious. Um. So all right. Uh. Dan takes uh Eddie. Back to the hospital, run some tests. Uh, then Eddie goes home. Um, well, um, so they the MRI machine fucks with Venom. Yeah, yeah, um, that really hurts him. And then the kind of Doctor Dan was um, is because he works at the same hospital that was in the Incredible Hulk, um, where dogs are allowed in. And for <laughs> a, a, for a split second, you think maybe he's a vet. Oh. Huh. <laughs> And Eddie does too. They walk out, and the first thing they see is this woman with the dog. And Dan's like, "Oh, hey, how? There's the little guy." Da da da. And like, how did the surgery go? Pretty well. Yeah. And the dog's not allowed in here. We're like, oh, "Okay, you got me." He's not really a vet. He's a real doctor. Yeah. Um, but dogs are allowed in, no matter their size. Yeah, of course. It's a hospital. <laughs> All hospitals. Hospital. Hospitals double as uh, kennels. Um, <laughs> Get with the times. Yeah. Um, back at the Life Foundation, it's discovered that Dora was the one. <laughs> Instead of leeches, they just applied dogs. <laughs> applied dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right, go on. Uh, it's discovered that Dora was the one who let Eddie into the lab, um, and the host of the last remaining symbiote is dying. Drake exposes uh, Dora to the remaining captive symbiote, killing both of them. Why did they not know immediately? Because she showed her fucking ID card at the gate. She had to use her ID card to open the elevator. She had to use she her ID card. There, every, yeah. Like, spotted late at night in the lab by the it, security guy. It took them hours to figure this out. They should have been like, oh, it's it's skirt. Get her. Wait, did they? 
figure it out? Or because there is a scene where Jenny tells him, admits and, to him no, what no, he was no, doing. Like, that's because sorry, that, I wanted to help you. the security, the security guy, like. Yeah. Like discount Bill Burr. There's that him. scene where she opens her oh. office door and he's standing there. He's like, "Hello, Dora. We have <laughs> something to discuss." Gotcha. Yeah. Girth. Dora Girth. Uh, okay, so uh, Dan tells Eddie that he has a parasite. He keeps hearing the voice more. He freaks out on his neighbor. Then Drake's men show up to try to get the symbiote from Eddie. Venom defends himself, and we get our big mid movie. Oh, I say mid movie. We're like. We, we're like three, two thirds uh, of the way through yeah. at this point. There's a big action fight scene. Uh, the Drake's guys chase Eddie on his awesome motorcycle. He becomes. Oh, we got Venom. the really funny uh, when they gas the room. Masks. Mm. And oh, it's a little bit later. Oh, is that later? Oh, I thought that was in the sequence. Anyway, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's later when. Oh, this is the car chase. The car chase. Yeah. Grabbing cars. The first time where he goes Steve McQueen. The first yeah. time he goes full Venom. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, they he ends up escaping, swims out to the Golden Gate Bridge, where Venom introduces himself, tells him that they're here to t- <laughs> that uh, he uh, needs to get to a rocket. Yep. Um, meanwhile, the symbiote. <laughs> His name is Venom. Yeah. Was it only a trailer thing in the trailer or what? I swore there was a scene where they were like arguing what to call hmm. themselves hmm. and like what was badass and what was lame. I, uh, was I think that was like a that. carnage thing because they in oh. carnage. He wanted to be what's the, the name, the like midnight defender or some shitty Oh, right, yeah. they were trying to think of a like a superhero yeah. name. I swear there was yeah. a scene. That's, oh, was that's that the one. Carnage trailer. So yeah. okay, okay. So this alien says that his name oh. is Venom. Mm-hmm. Yep. So on their planet, on their planet, he's called Venom, <laughs> and yep. his and his boss is called Riot. Yeah, and okay. they all have goofy names like that. They yeah. all sound like the you know the drummer in a hair metal band. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. those words, their language is, I guess, eerily similar. Well, I mean, yeah, in the most recent run, there's, they all have like, it's like Shriek and some other name. And, yeah. You know, like, like, yeah. Poison. Human I, earth words. It's just funny yeah. that it's like, not like my name is Malik Laka, which translates to Venom. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm Tom. I will, I will say this, Venom. this is Sony. So they're just like, it's like, ah, screw it. No time to explain. Doesn't, no time. There's no time. <laughs> there isn't. Um, <laughs> that was the theme. Of this we need movie. 25 minutes of credits. Go. <laughs> There's no time. He can fly. And, and five minutes of the Eddie Brock report while he's riding his motorcycle around fucking <laughs> San Francisco. Yeah. That could have been left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> Revealing sure. things that are wrong. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a big city. Things are wrong. Oh, I, I'm just going to keep circling around to that. Did we notice that that had, that had Hulk, like, comic book panel? Oh, edits where they were like yeah. swimming around yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah like Ang Lee style. Yeah. 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 So real quick, uh, hospital. Uh Venom's spawned children. Um, I guess there were more than five. Um were, were named Scream, Lasher, Phage, Agony, Riot, Mania, Sleeper, and Carnage. They and are Kevin. so fucking goth. Sleeper. So edgy. So edgy on that planet. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! They only the listen. They only listen to new metal there. 
Um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, Dan tells Anne that Eddie is going to die. <laughs> Dan tells Anne the plan, and she scans the plan. <laughs> and she's all, you the man. <laughs> you the man, Dad. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Uh, Anne starts looking for Eddie. Eddie heads to his old job's building where he and Venom climb up to the top and break into his old boss's office. They leave him a phone with video evidence of Drake's experiments. And that's that it was fingerprint locked. That's like Venom's turning point. He gets up to the top of the building. He's like, it's peaceful up here. Yeah. Yeah. Your world is not so ugly after all. Yeah. This is really. Like that's all it took. Just that's all it took. Well, and, and, and San Francisco is one of our our more beautiful cities, I will say. But yeah, like it's still a city nonetheless. That's still a harbor. That's a working bay yeah. and harbor. <laughs> well, Whoa. this is supposed to contrast with Eddie's comments when he's in his boss's office, whoever that guy, whatever his role is at the company. His boss. <laughs> he's like, it's a great view, isn't it, Eddie? And Eddie's like, I don't like heights. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's that's doesn't. a character trait. He's scared of heights. <laughs> and so he has to go to the top of the building and be like, oh. Well, no, it's kind of fun because he's, he's good to go, but then that jet freaks Venom out because of the immense sound. And then, yeah, yeah just sliding down a building. Which is terrifying for anyone. Sure. We all are afraid of heights at that height. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> everyone's everyone's afraid of heights when you're currently falling off a building. Yeah. 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 Well, heights aren't a problem yeah. for me. Like overcome. yes, they're. You just haven't reached that height yet. <laughs> um. So uh. It's not the height. It's the speed at which the ground is approaching me. Yeah, that is yeah, true. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> if I could just stay sitting there. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, at the Life Foundation, the little girl symbiote arrives and bonds with Drake. <laughs> I want to say that when the EMT first started walking away in the very beginning, I was so ready to make jokes about how she walked from Malaysia. But as short <laughs> as this movie is, they took pains to let us know that somebody did not just walk from Malaysia. No, well, <laughs> they okay. took planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> there is a six-month time jump. Yeah, it took six <laughs> Wait, six it took months six months for she them was, to walk wait. to the airport, catch the plane, and then arrive at the life foundation. Oh my god, you're six right. Because months. she becomes six months later. She becomes you're that right. little girl, and then there's the six month jump. It took No, 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 no. The, the six month jump six month jump happened before it inhabited the little girl. Okay, um, so but still, so that old lady was walking Malaysia to the airport so for six months. Malaysia for six months, yeah. wandering around Malaysia. <laughs> she's like, I wanted to take off that that break year in between where I just backpacked <laughs> yeah. around Malaysia. <laughs> she was doing uh, ever increasing circles, um, yeah. trying to find wider radius, not just walking in one direction, but yeah, just just going around in, in circles. Well, what is that Julia Roberts movie? Eat, drink, love. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like eat, pray, love. Eat, pray, love. She's like eat, pray, symbiote. <laughs> She's got something in her. Um, those teeth. So, uh, all right. Um, yeah, that little girl who travels on, like she just walks away. Just walks away from her family. Yeah. Just walks <laughs> it's away. Like, Bye, honey. Have fun. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I, mean, I got you to San Francisco. She's like, well, I'm a vampire. I'm actually 200 years old. Did she ride the plane with her family? I, 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 I,
by herself, which first of all, don't let your children walk in the airport bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like at a bus station. Um yeah. She yeah. Just seems very independent. What is this that young scene? lady? What is that scene on the airplane also, where she's sitting with her mom and dad? And they're like, honey, are you okay? It's like, do you want some no. nuts? No, a liver. I knew we shouldn't have brought our five-year-old daughter to Malaysia. You want some garbage chicken? It's a weird choice, too, to not have the kid, like, yes, wearing a backpack at an airport. She's mm. at an airport. And, yeah. like, yeah. even if your kid is traveling with you, you put a backpack on them so they carry their own shit. Yeah, right. you, you're at the rest etch a sketch in there. And... Yeah. Like well, book. even if it's none of their shit, you use them as a pack meal yeah. because you can only bring X amount of shit on a fucking plane. It's like when you go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. Nobody checks the little the kids, kids carrying coke. other shit. You what? So nobody, nobody checks the little kid for coke. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> nobody <laughs> suspects the children. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that she was a drug meal. <laughs> That's that she was. <laughs> That's my new head. Like it was a yeah. real broke down she palace just- situation. <laughs> Just full of balloons. So and not those Mylar unicorn balloons either. So, all right. Um, at the hospital, Dan explains that the symbiote is rotting Eddie's internal organs. Eddie notes that the symbiote has two weaknesses, high-pitched noises and fire. And sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and romance novels. Um, although Venom claims that the organ damage can be reversed, Anne uses an MRI machine to separate him from Eddie. Eddie leaves angry with Venom and gets immediately captured by Drake's men. Yeah, Aunt, immediately Aunt needs him. Controls the MRI machine. She's a lawyer. Yes. Yeah. How does she know how to work that MRI machine? Is that thing really one click to start? <laughs> I guess. Like, I I would guess no. What is the separate alien from man setting on an MRI? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention that they did a throwback to the Raimi Spider-Mans by having him uh, insisting on taking the elevator down. Oh, yeah. We remember when Spidey was uh, having his sort of crisis of, of identity that he takes the elevator down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. But so, the, the reason I thought of that is because Michelle Williams from this point on in the movie kind of looks like Gwen Stacy. Hmm. She's got the same kind of headband. She's got the like go-go boot. Hmm. The bangs. Skirt, the bangs. Yeah, the headband, the bangs, and then the, yeah. Hmm. Anyways, so, something I caught. Um. So, all right. Venom escapes the room through a vent, takes over the dog, then Anne. Uh, at the Life Foundation, Drake questions Eddie as to the whereabouts of Venom, revealing that he's bonded with a symbiote named Riot. Drake agrees to take Riot in a Life Foundation space probe to collect the rest of the symbiotes and bring them to Earth. <laughs> yeah. Riot is totally the name of the dude who drives the tour bus. Like, that's just... <laughs> you like... can choose the band, but Riot is the dude that's driving you from city to city. 100%. He's a roadie. He's not... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He moves your piano on and off stage. Um, yeah. So uh, Drake's Drake's main dude takes Eddie into the forest to kill him. But Venom shows up, bonded with Anne, kills the men, uh, kisses Eddie, transferring back into his body. Venom says that he's been convinced to help protect Earth from his kind uh, through his... Through Eddie showing him <laughs> what love is. 
<laughs> how to live, love, <laughs> laugh, um, pray, yeah, pray. drink, Sleep. man, woman, tree, <laughs> horse, Sloth. pride, <laughs> French fried taters. Some call it a sling blade. <laughs> Every outhouse boat house dog. <laughs> Every outhouse, boat house, dog house, mid-century colonial. Um, <laughs> Just Tommy Lee Jones going on for an hour. Uh, she vented the building. She had what, Al? Uh, she venom looked good. <laughs> yeah, for a second. There. She did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is a bummer. Venom. This is a bummer that we got it for such a brief moment. I would have liked Gillette. to see more of her being venom yeah there's one in one isn't there a female uh symbiote in the second one in carnage girlfriend or something uh i don't think she's a i'm with you though oh yeah i think she's (laughs) she's dutch irish she's (laughs) she's got the power to to sing real loud i guess shriek yeah yeah that's right that Hmm. was one of them but yeah, yeah, I would have liked to see woman, Michelle Williams play play this for at least another thirty seconds. Yeah. yeah, the immediate kiss and transfer of the power was a bummer to me. I would have liked for her to kiss him and be like, "You're lucky I didn't eat your face. Stay <laughs> yeah. out of my business." Yeah, and then like carry him somewhere, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't nearly emasculating enough for me. <laughs> yeah. so, it was a quick transfer. Yeah. We're learning something about Brian today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for right. She-Hulk, man. Uh, <laughs> um, back at the Life Foundation, Drake tells his crew he's intending on piloting the probe himself. When they express concern as to his spacefaring abilities, he kills them all. He's piloting the probe. Himself. I'm sorry, this was hilarious to me. Like, can you imagine yeah. Elon Musk being like, "I'm going to fly the SpaceX rocket myself," oh, and they're oh, like, oh, yeah. "Are you sure you could do that?" And when when they question him, he just turns into a, a symbiote and just kills them all. Just pulls out his <laughs> You went all the way with it. What up? Oh, he just he pulls out his knife hands uh, and beheads all the, the crew. Elon Musk does. I, yeah, <laughs> you know, because science. And then pays yeah, them each $250,000 to keep quiet. With their heads off. Um, um, uh, this was the moment where Riot went because when we see Riot like, <laughs> talking shit, he was there was a moment where he was like, "Oh, this is fun," but his hands become the size of the fucking room. Like no, apparently, no. There, there are no rules to the limitations no. of Riot's abilities, which was a big bummer because he should have been able to do that with one arm, you know, and like I mean, they th- mentioned th- that thinned his- out or something like. They had a line of dialogue to allow Riot to be able to do anything. Like, well, yeah, yeah, they said he can he's do shit. shit. You don't even know. Yeah, yeah. but he's like a manager at the, at the studio. <laughs> they said he's, he's they a, him a key. They called him a like team a leader. He's that a means team leader. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He keeps track of attendance occurrences and stuff. Like, wouldn't you say he's like a fucking governor or like a fucking like? Warlord, but a team leader. He's like, a he's team, team leader. Lead. He's, he's the shift lead at Kmart. Yeah, yeah. Like, he has a job, yeah, and his name is Riot. He makes. He's in charge of professional he, development. Yeah, he makes a yeah, dollar. Yeah. He makes a dollar fifteen more an hour than the others. Yeah, 
holds workshops every now and then. So okay, I thought about going to the job, but too much responsibility. Like for two <laughs> the whole thing's pay. a metaphor for STDs <laughs> so like, every now and then. Well, the nice know. thing is when you become team leader, then you become eligible for 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 the medical coverage. So oh yeah, <laughs> that's one k buy Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah. This this moment was like, okay, this end of this movie is going to be out of fucking control. If his hands can spread forty feet, and he can just swing them around, yeah, like he's like chopping vegetables. Top, top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so CGI. This might be the most CGI <sighs> end to a movie. It didn't have a sky beam, but like, yeah. But I that's what I was saying earlier. My least favorite part was the two aliens fighting. Yeah, I yeah. Was and there super were a couple boring. of shots that not were Venom cool. himself. I like that. But yeah, like, there was a couple. But but the connecting parts and the rules. There were no fucking like make rules and follow them. Yeah. It was you know? a bridge though. You said there was no sky beam, but there was a battle on a bridge. That's so. true. They there did was... fight on a bridge. It had rails though, sadly. Yeah. Yeah, they were underneath on the Yeah. yeah. I just once, I mean, I want to see like an end battle that just takes place like I don't, in a parking lot. Like, why is it always like a bridge <laughs> scaffolding? So, like, yeah. He's right. fighting in a grocery store. Ah, oh, fuck. I would love that. Oh, that'd be so, great. Like, yeah, like a Walmart. Like, because, you have, fight. Fight. because yeah. you have to fight while going somewhere. That's yeah. fair. Uh, so, all right. Um, and it's got to be able to be a spectacle. So the next day when it's in all the headlines, everyone has gotten a photo of it. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, Which is another thing. It's like, Michelle Williams is watching them fight, and it's like, wait, where's that camera? The <laughs> yeah. camera would be on the bridge, I would think. You'd yeah. think. Floating out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, no. At the bridge. Also, lawyer <laughs> Michelle Williams, not only can she control a fucking MRI machine, she knows uh-huh. how to power the rocket's systems. Yes. Yeah, and you, yeah, she creates the feedback with the microphone on the PA system that's on the bridge or in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. lawyer Michelle Williams is really... Really, uh, a, a, a multi hyphenate here. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's, exactly. well, she's a triple off, threat. She's she a scientist lawyer a, like JRL. It's like she a DJ start, and a nurse. She started off as a patent lawyer. Um, so she's like, <laughs> she only does uh, her, her first degree was in like, I don't know, neurobiology. She something. only does maritime well, the law. The first one's in English lit. Yeah, maritime. Bird law. She knows Bird law. You're a Kirk. Bird law. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, yeah, they, uh, Venom and Eddie have their big fight with Riot's trying to get on board the rocket. He launches it. Venom manages to damage it as it ascends, causing it to explode, killing Riot inside. Venom and Eddie fall to the ocean. Venom seemingly dies from the flames as Eddie survives landing in the water. But Venom is able to, as he sort of... He sort of makes a parachute a little bit to slow Eddie's descent down, and then he burns away. Um, Yeah, we think he's gone, though. I I think my least favorite thing in this whole movie is Eddie Brock shouting, Venom, no! (laughs) (laughs) No! No, my favorite stuff is like, we've, we've, uh, um, Drake would say, don't lose him. Don't worry, boss. Arm the weapons. It's like, okay, those should have been armed already. It's like, we need to get this alien. And the guy's like, you got it, boss. He's like, ground units, go. It's like, weren't the ground units? Aren't you the... Just the dialogue, yeah. Just the 
terrible. <gasps> you know what? If you actually think about like the mechanics of like commanding these forces to do things, <laughs> like you're you have like a team of like where you can't you can't just operate like a murder and mayhem squad in the middle of San Francisco, no matter how rich you are. On radio frequencies. Right. And it's funny that the boss is on a different frequency. It's like, why not cut out that middleman and be like, arm the weapons? Like, you got it, main boss. But instead, it has to go through. Yeah, why is Jason he micromanaging Statham. any of this? <laughs> he like, flies the ship. He separates the aliens. He like, he washes oh, and dries. There's nothing that Drake can That was do. a question I had before earlier. Dora? comes out to interrupt the interview to tell him it's or to interrupt him talking to the kids to tell him it's time to get ready for his interview that's a secretary uh, or a person right that's not what your head scientist does right why isn't she off doing the science okay i okay i have a theory this movie was written by a 12 year old i have a theory like yeah, is I david s goyer just having his children write movies. movies now <laughs> Yeah, we I don't think. know that David S. Goyer isn't a few children in a trench coat. <laughs> We've never had that confirmed. He works at the business factory. Uh, he made the business. He does business. It's business papers. Uh, so, all right. Um, sometime later, Eddie has a um, is now has a friendly relationship with Anne. He's returned to journalism. Anne thinks Venom's dead, but we discover he's not. They plan on fighting crime. Um, also, Venom plans on getting Anne back together with Eddie. <laughs> I just want to see Matchmaker Venom as like <laughs> <laughs> Matchmaker, Matchmaker. <laughs> it's like a Venom dating show, um, like <laughs> The Bachelor. But <laughs> I know I, I, I really he doesn't want to bang everything. I really like the dynamic of Venom having been inside her. Uh, <laughs> oh. But That's but quite having. Having carnal knowledge of his uh, his ex and really, really wanting them to get back together. Like, he's like, no, yeah. I know her. I know her like I know you. This should it's work. Off. Yeah. I don't know why this slaps. doesn't work. Yeah. It's it's really, like, <laughs> fun. And, like, I don't know. I've had so, friends like that. They're like, I absolutely oh. wanted to put a ring on it. Yeah, get together with but your ex. Dr. She's great. Dan, <laughs> she's the best. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, Eddie... Starts by helping his local bodega owner fight against the protect- Stanley cameo. Yeah, we get our Stanley cameo. Um, oh, yeah. Give up on her. yeah, and uh, either he- of you <laughs> seems Stanley seems to know that yeah. he's got he's- someone inside him. Yeah, uh, Weird. and he's yeah he, knows. he helps. Uh, I don't his- know if it was uncredited, but there's no Todd McFarlane or Dave. Oh yeah, huh? Interesting. Cameo. Unless they were, I didn't spot them, and they're not credited anywhere. Hmm. So yeah, Eddie helps by start um, starts by helping his local bodega owner fight against the protection racket by eating the guy. Then we roll credits. I would point out our credits are played oh. to an explainer song by Eminem. And it's yeah. not. That oh my bad. God. I'm gonna stand up. It's not that bad. It's <laughs> so bad. You, no. How I many words so. can you rhyme with venom? I'm so gonna put it in. A, I'm gonna uh, shim him. You know, you're like, dude, what the fuck? Them. Like. I kind of like it for an I explainer just, song. Well, and it's just, it leans so heavily song. on the title of the movie. So much. just within yeah. 15 seconds, I was like, this is insane. This whole I mean, thing it's is no go turtles, go, go ninja, go ninja, go. I watched <laughs> it with my friend and she like suffered through the movie. We got to the credits. She goes, wow, that was a movie. And then the song started playing and she looked at me and goes, 
what the hell is this, man? <laughs> so, is that Eminem? Yeah. That's an appropriate <laughs> reaction. I wanted to jump back to um, the bodega, the final bodega scene. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Venom's speech to the bad guy was right. so awesome. She's like, I'm going to bite off your arms, and I'm going to bite off your legs, and I'm going to bite off your face, and you'll be this armless, faceless thing rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. Yes. <laughs> then he's like, never mind. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but the mechanics of Venom eating, um, we've seen it. We saw him <laughs> take heads off and swallow a whole body with no blood or viscera whatsoever. It just swallows them whole, and then they're in Tom Hardy. PG- yeah. PG-13. <laughs> they're just yeah. inside Tom Hardy. Um, Again, before we, it's not important. Before we get to this bodega, they're looking for food and they're looking at restaurants and Eddie and Venom are kind of chatting like, oh, where should we eat? And Eddie says, I know a place. They're not next to the bodega, but it's edited as he walks into the bodega. Yeah. So it feels like he just turned and he's like, oh, it's right here. It's this place, <laughs> which just yeah. it was like the perfect book into the jarring editing of this movie. Maybe the right. editing is the issue more than there anything. There it is. Like, yeah. That could be. Yeah, yeah it was just a weird. longer version. They, more it, it's, it's, it's like they cut out every single stray second they possibly could because it was like, go, Except go, for that go, motorcycle go, fucking go. Brock Report montage, but, man. They love that shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, because... It's like we've got to we've got to move the story while we're like we've got to explain while we're moving the story. But they weren't moving the story. It was just him riding a motorcycle with the <laughs> montage playing over it. It's a Brock and roll. Uh, um, in our mid credit sequence, um, Brock interviews an incarcerated serial killer named Cletus um, Cassidy, who promises carnage when he escapes. Boo. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> also. They made this, and then they made the direct sequel to this with the lead-in mid-credit scene, which doesn't work. I in forgot the they sequel. did that. No, it doesn't work in this yeah, sequel. The sequel um, they are meeting for the first time in the sequel. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm, why? Why did you do that then? Well, it's connected, but they—you're right. They they remake this scene. Yeah, in this, you know, it's the same actor playing the same character, but they just redid this. Yeah, and this shit happens like they're 10 meeting the movie, right? Like the, I remember watching the, this in the theater. You see going, them reintroduce themselves to each other. Like, because that was the only other time that I'd see Venom. I watched Venom before going to see Venom the <laughs> sequel. After you know, know, I saw it in the theater. But like, it was so confusing after watching that as the lead into this. <laughs> but I'm realizing we now know that um, it was Cletus watching the Brock report that made him decide <laughs> to give an exclusive interview to Eddie Brock out of anyone else in the world. He was like, I'm sorry, I love the Brock Report. The way he found one dead body at the Oakland landfill and blamed <laughs> it on all of San Francisco's ineptitude. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, even the most, even the best of cities has a body or two every year. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh. I think it was the motorcycle that did it for him. He's like, I just, it was it the seems badass, man. <laughs> Do you see the way he taped an X over his head? <laughs> Whether you're an alien or a serial killer. A motorbike is just—it's so yeah, yeah um, so sexy. So uh, he wore a leather jacket, tried to jump that fence into Poland, but it was too high. <laughs> I forgot to point this out. It was too high. I forgot to point this out earlier. Um, when he's talking to the kids, uh, uh, what's his face? Drake is talking to the kids. Oh, and the girl asks the question. She doesn't. 
She she raises her hand and he says, no, no, those that ask questions are often, but he doesn't let her ask the question. So, okay, so that that happens. They all shush her for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Like, he just opened it up for questions. She goes to ask a question. They shush her. He goes, no, don't shush these people. Then uh, Skirt comes to take him to his interview. It's and... Been- he then says, oh, uh, this is the answer to that, though. Skirt will answer all your questions, Yes, is what he says. So, so there is a little bit of a bow on that. Okay. But- Here's shut her down, because right after this, they're supposed to go get astronaut ice cream in the lobby. <laughs> yeah. That's where the so, field trip ends. Dipperdots are... Yeah, the way, man. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, so a throw that wasn't an unanswered question, that was an unasked question. Exactly. <laughs> I have some unasked questions. Yeah. Why uh, is Gamora... <laughs> so all right all right any other uh unanswered questions or final thoughts before we uh, uh oh did we mention that there is no uh venom symbol there is no spider oh, yeah. shape on his chest oh there's no yeah yeah which so makes sense for their universe we may at some point get a spider symbol like oh you look cool oh that guy whatever well, yeah, because in the sequel they allude to spider-man and then of yep. course they allude to venom yeah more than allude we see venom I haven't seen the sequel, so I know not of these illusions. Um, oh. But, um, oh, he well, he, it, it doesn't give away. He sees Spider-Man on television, and he's like, maybe we should talk to this guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, like, uh, Venom in the comics was so tied to Spider-Man, and this was not Spider-Man related at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. right. Yeah, their universe had to. Yeah, only the basic but design don't forget, of this alien was a costume. Yeah, only the basic design of Venom in any way um, points back to his original relationship with Spider-Man. The fact that he's got kind of Spidey-shaped eyes. And it's the, the eyeballs. Eyes. Yeah. yeah. So. And you could see they've done some muscle behind the row. You could see they've done some muscle coloring. Yeah. To give an illusion of spider legs, but no, it's not. Yeah. 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 Um, is is I'm just going to ask this question. We're not going to really get an answer, even when we watch this movie. Is this in the Michael Doctor Michael B. Morbius uh, yeah. Dracula's so, yes. movie? I think so. Universe. Uh huh. I mean, uh, maybe. Because that's the real question. I mean, it's my I want understanding that it is. That I it want Morbius is. to be in as many universes because, as possible. Well, because Morbius. Um, well, what's funny? <laughs> Morbius. I mean, it's Morbin time. First off, it's Morbin time. <laughs> I know, but we've we've learned that this is not six one six. Yeah, no, no, no. Because Eddie, Eddie goes in and out. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, but also, like, the, okay. So here's the thing: is in Morbius, they 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 reference spider or spoilers for Morbius. Everybody, um, they reference. Oh, dude, I was just gonna go see it in theaters. It's still running. It's the highest grossing film of all time. <laughs> it made a it made a more billion dollars. See Doctor Strange again. Um, oh, um, so it uh, <laughs> it um, they reference Spider Man, but after a week of it running, they took that reference out for showings. They oh. they they edited it out. So I don't know well, if Disney could distance themselves from it if they needed to. Well, yeah, I well, I think so that Sony can distance themselves from Morbius in general. Well, it uh, belongs to somebody. It's been made. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I uh, huh. Yeah. It would so, make more sense if 
Yeah, well, whatever. Morbius I, was I, I so was. Morbius was received so terribly. I have a feeling that we will never see or hear anything about Morbius ever again in any ongoing film. Is my guess. It was not a well received film. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So for the greatest film of all time, that's rough. It know? is. It is. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. I have no idea how bad it is. For for a movie where you have where you have um the doctor the 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 doctor who who wears the fez do a sexy dance. Shirtless. That happens. Yeah. To to like hard thumping techno music. He does a sexy shirtless dance and he's like, yeah. Well, I've Damn. seen I've seen worse and I have And to seen think they cut yet, him from uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Oh he's yeah. Be in that doing a sexy dance to techno music. I would assume so. Um, I I hope all the sh- movies he's in is him doing a shirtless sexy dance from here on out. I I I'm just disappointed I've seen that maybe Harris was in it. Doctor Who in my life, so I don't Oh yeah, I'm Doesn't not a matter. I'm not a who. That's just person. another shirtless pasty Englishman. That he is. So, all right, all right, guys, hey. you you ready to go ahead and rank this thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't. Fantastic Four's. Fantastic Four. Let's see. Where did we put? That's those? just my shot from the hip. I don't know. Yeah, I I really don't know where even to begin with this. Um. No, not in the top 50. No, definitely not there. Um, well, all right, stop, stop here. Let's see. No, it's not better than those. Yeah, Darkman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Superman 3. I don't think it's a return to Swamp Thing. Blade so Trinity. Keep it away from my Swamp Thing. Blade uh, Trinity this is worse than Blade Trinity. Trinity. Fant- uh, even though they also had a, an a office on the top of a building. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is this better than Dawn of Justice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. No, actually, I, I I might put it between Hancock and Fantastic. Oh no, wait, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah, it's better than Rise of the Silver Surfer to me. Hmm. Yeah. All right, put it under Blade Trinity. Let's I, do it. I could see it. I could see it going anywhere. Oop, anywhere in this area. Yeah, actually, anywhere. I do. But any of those. Um, that's at, a good neighborhood, though. Al, how do you feel about bumping Supergirl down one more? Al? Al? Alaric? Al, you're, you're... I'm I'm looking at number seven. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> number seven? I thought we lost you. You were just not talking. Okay. We were just, just not talking. We were waiting no, for signs I, of life. I was muted. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> worked um, 70 is fine with me. So what, what were you saying now? Um... Number seventy below Dawn of Justice, above Silver Surfer, okay. Rise of. That's uh, fine with me. Second seems like a good spot. Yeah. Um, although Hancock, oh my god. Yeah, I'm not thinking about it that much. It goes at seventy. Okay. <laughs> yep. There it goes. Yeah. Our rankings cease to make sense shortly after Superman. So <laughs> there we are. <laughs> Shortly after the first Superman, it stopped making any sort of sense. So here was that right before uh, Swamp Thing. It was no right yeah. before Superman Two. <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> what I want to see a, another Supergirl movie. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. Me too. Same. Uh, yeah. Make it DC. Do it. I I want to see it. Uh, I want to see it. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to see them do it now. 
and not in the 80s. It would be are great. we working out some sort of ransom situation? Yeah, Al, are we? Is All there, of a sudden, do we need to do something about this? Do, do, I, do we personally we need, need to, to take some action? We just need to proclaim our need. Oh, let's get a sky flyer and fly it over wherever DC's headquarters are. Um, Surrender, Dorothy. <laughs> sorry, I, I guess they technically did with the Supergirl series, um, which was great. Wait, wait, wait. So wait, wait, wait. Uh, you reminded me just real quickly. I have a brief edit. So, um, that just got canceled, right? Supergirl series just got canceled. Um, it, it ended, yes. Um, because <laughs> uh, what's her name? Melissa, Melissa Benoist is that her name? Yeah, Benoist? Yeah. I don't know her name. You say so she 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 wanted to leave the show. She wouldn't return for another season. So they they ended the show. The writers pitched to the network to the CW that they continue the show without Supergirl. <laughs> But yeah. the adventures of people associated with Supergirl. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> people who are also in the room. Right. Uh, so, all right. Anyways, that's it. We are done with Venom, which brings us to next week. On next week's episode of Harmless Phosphorescence, we will be watching Aquaman. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it. With Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is. Oh, that's right. This is the Getty Image poster, right? Yes. Remember, fanboys were like, "That's bullshit." Photoshopped those sharks. It's like, did you think they (laughs) used stock images? Or yeah, you thought Jason Momoa? What do you think? On an underwater rock with everything. All the sharks actually behind him. Yes. All the sharks. Every kind of shark. And a turtle. And. Orcas, like guys. We know sharks are friends. Yeah, there's orcas. Yeah. Oh, motherfuckers! Bad boys are the best. And an actual underwater city behind him that they built. And he's crouching, and his hair is sort of down instead of everywhere. <laughs> That's Atlanta. <laughs> it's Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> the king of Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> the lost city of Atlanta. <laughs> you can thank Futurama for that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, no, it's you. All right. You. That's next week on Armless Phosphorescence. Till then, thank you everyone for uh, hanging out with us. This has been your host, Thoreau Smiley, rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. I'm Josh Cece, and that hurt. Long journal entry tonight. I'm Brian Lesh, and I no longer share a parasite with my ex. Bring in the next. <laughs> volunteer hi i'm Eric Weber. <laughs> thanks everyone <laughs> we'll see you next bye. time bye see you next week